Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Monday is often the first day of a new habit or something new like a diet. Such is the case for Christy as she embarked on her health journey and she invited us for the ride. The fitness journey begins right. today. So it's what's been Monday is typically been diet always starts on Monday. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every Monday. Yeah. For, it's like usually over by Wednesday. Right. For me. And then I'm like, well, you know what? We'll start next Monday. But you've decided one. Mm-hmm. First of all, bravely, you're inviting us into the journey, which is pretty amazing. Sharing it on the Morning Show Facebook page. We'll share some stories here on the air, too. Mm-hmm. And you're getting a little help and support. A yeah. little fitness coach. Yeah, Meg. To help she's out too. come alongside of me, and she's already taught me a lot. Just about This is about loving yourself, you know, and, and maybe dealing with those hard places. This is I have an emotional relationship with food, so this is dealing with those hard places I don't really want to deal with. Um, so anyway, well, more to come on all of that, um, the whole journey, but yeah, Meg's going to connect with us every Monday. So yeah. In fact, I think we've got her on the line. Is this Meg? This is Meg, coach Meg, trainer Meg, <laughs> brave Meg. Meg, what's up girl? Hello. Hello. Okay. So I, I've caught wind of this, that today officially starts a new journey for Christy, mm-hmm. and you are teaming up with her on this new health journey for her. Is that I true? Am. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited for her. Okay. Well, so Meg, I mean, obviously you are the queen of fitness. You own your own gym. And so you, you have a lot of wisdom behind getting fit. And so one of the things, you know, we would love for our listening family to do is join in on this journey. And there's a part of me that's scared to death when I even say that. And, and, but I also think it's going to be life changing and exciting, right? Yes. Absolutely. And, and one thing I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned something about, you were telling me, you know, I have maybe not the best eating habits. Okay. (laughs) I I, I mean, I saw it on the video. She literally brought Pringles and Coke to meeting her trainer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Did that concern you at all, Meg? No, no, it doesn't at all concern me. Okay. I know that you're ready. I know that Christy's ready for this, and um, she's going to have really great support, and so I'm more excited for you. Okay. All okay. Right. See, I'm already encouraged. I'm she, you're a great coach yes. already. Okay, so one thing you mentioned to me when we were eating cheese dip, <laughs> or maybe I was just eating cheese dip, but when we were together and I was eating cheese dip, you had said something like about my fitness, like it wasn't necessarily, it was more about like why I eat right? There was like an emotional component to it. And so this journey, what all are we going to address here? It's not just about the physical part, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think of, um, whole health approach. So like, if you think about pillars, you know, you have your physical side, you have your mental side, your emotional side, and then your spiritual side. And we're going to really tackle all four of those things. Okay. I love that because a lot of times we don't always equate physical health as a spiritual practice, that that there's a spiritual reality in that. So I love that you were going to bring that perspective in for us. 
Yes, absolutely, I will. Well, let me ask you this. What do we need to have in place as we start this journey? So we've already kind of done a few little things, but just for our listing family, you know, because we want to set this up to be a successful experience, right? Yes. So what what would you say say is the the best thing to have in place for that? So um, the first and foremost, probably just a uh, willingness to surrender to the process and understanding that you are starting a process, a journey. And just like with most journeys, there's going to be mountains and there's going to be valleys. And so Mm -hmm. really um, just accepting that and working through those times, celebrating your wins whenever you have them, but also not giving up whenever you're really struggling through uh, a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like any like Pringles in the Valley. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, I'm just kidding, Meg. I'm totally weird. kidding. I, I'm in this. I'm I in it to win that's it. Actually, that's really good. Yes. Think about it as a process, realistic expectations, yeah. full and, perspective. Yeah. yeah. Realistic goals. Most people, if I sit down with them, they're going to tell me, you know, they have a certain number of weight they want to lose, and we backtrack it, and we start small. That way we get wins and stay encouraged yeah. and motivated, and then let discipline um, take its course as well. Okay. okay. That's really good. So we are going to um, keep our listing family involved in this process for the next several months. Uh-huh. And yes. so every week, we're going to put a post out on the Morning Show Facebook page. Yeah, so I hear you're going to join us next week. So we'll do a little Mondays with Meg to check in to see how the journey's going. Here's the thing. Yes. Depending on how this week goes with Christy, I might <laughs> jump in. <laughs> What? Okay. What we'll, is that? That's we'll not see. a surrender. So you could give us some good, like at home stuff that we could do too, or at the gym, you know, that, that kind of thing. But I want to see if Christy actually survives this week first. <laughs> you just want to see, you want to compare it to see if you can survive. That's what this is really about. I think okay. you should start with a surrender heart right up front, Mark. Okay. Okay. Just okay. I'll jump in. Okay. Jump in. Well, we are super excited to do this with you and, uh, and to have you. I know cheering Christy on and the rest of us, I think are going to learn a lot along mm-hmm. the way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for everyone joining in and um, Christy, especially. Do you believe in me, Meg? <laughs> Christy, my job is to believe in you when you don't and mm. then make you believe in yourself. So yes, I do. Okay. okay. All right. I, I'm already starting to believe in myself just I, because I, you said that. I am too. Wow. <laughs> incredible. It is incredible. I am so excited to watch Christy's journey and I think it's inspiring. Changing your lifestyle to be healthier can make a positive difference, not just in your health, but in your mental and spiritual health, which will impact the people around you. I know I need to be more physically active and eat healthier too, so this is just more motivation. And we'll be getting weekly updates from Christy and Meg as this journey continues. Speaking of making a positive difference, here's a pretty incredible story. Okay, so Mark, there's this lady named Lucy. This this story is mind-blowing to me. There's this lady named Lucy. She's 44 years old. She needs a new kidney. And the doctors have given her a 1 in 22 million chance of finding the right match for her. She's, it's she must have like a unique blood type yeah. and all that stuff. Okay. 1 in 22 million. And they basically said, hey, you're going to need a miracle. And what it's looking right now, you have a few years left to live. Five at the most. Wow. 
And so that's where she's at. Well, she and her boyfriend, they go to the beach one particular weekend, this kind of random, not near their home. It's it's at this little island. And they're out there. They take their two dogs. One of their dogs' name is Indy. Well, at this beach, Indy keeps running over to this lady a hundred yards away. Okay, so like a football field. That's yeah. pretty far away. Runs over to this lady and keeps playing around with her, won't leave her alone. Indy comes back over to them. They're like, you know, Indy, what are you doing? Next thing you know, Indy goes back. Okay. Over to the lady. Won't leave her alone. Messing around. And this is their normal dog. is abnormal behavior. Then Indy comes back. Does it again. Three different times. Indy goes back and forth 100 yards away between just them and this lady. He's not stopping anywhere else. Just going to this lady. So they feel bad. So they get up, they walk over to the lady, and, and her name is Katie. They introduce themselves and say, we're really sorry about our dog. We don't know what's going on. She's acting ridiculous, but please accept our apology. The lady was super nice. They end up striking up just a wonderful conver- conversation, just introducing each other, getting to know each other. And, and it was such a great conversation that Lucy ends up saying, hey, do you want to hang out some more with us? You know, we're going to have a barbecue later. Come hang. Katie says, okay, so now we've got a little friendship going on, right? They're at the barbecue, continuing the awesome combo. And next thing you know, um, Lucy, she can't eat or drink certain things. And so the topic comes up that she's on dialysis. Well, they start talking and then Katie says, you know, it's so crazy. I just, I'm an altruistic donor, which means she's a kidney donor She's donating, she had applied, she hasn't done it yet, to donate her kidney randomly, like not for anybody in particular. She knows somebody could use the help. She's just saying, I'm willing if somebody needs it. Exactly. She doesn't have a specific person to donate this. She just wants to help and give back, okay? And, of course, Lucy is kind of like, are you kidding me? So they exchange numbers. Maybe there's a chance here, right? Uh Well, next thing you know, Katie gets blood scans, blood tests, all of that at the doctor's office. Turns out she is a legit perfect match for Lucy. What were the odds? Her 1 in 22 million. Unbelievable. 1 in 22 million. Sees... They're 100 feet from each other on a beach. Uh, no, 100 right yards. 100 yards from each other. A football field away. And because their dog, Andy, keeps going back and forth... They get connected to a total stranger, become friends. Next thing you know, kidney transplant happens. It's all very successful. Lucy and Katie continue their friendship. They become great friends, and they even start a social media platform called uh, The Kidney Gang. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing to me. I mean, you could you could choose to believe that's all random and chance, or you could see, you know what? Like, God would care enough about them to be like, hey, I'm going to put you two on this random beach. Yeah. It caused this dog to create a connection. Unbelievable, right? And and you know that movie, Dumb and Dumber, where he's, like, wanting this girl to be his girlfriend? Uh-huh. And he's like, what are my chances? What are my chances? And she's like, um, like, one in a million. And he's like, so you're, so you're saying, saying there's a chance. There's a chance. So what I'm saying is, next time you might get a bad di- diagnosis, like, what are my chances? Mm-hmm. That's all you got to say. That so you're our- saying there's a chance.
my jaw just drops. It never gets old hearing stories of how God lines everything up, and I've seen it in my own life too. Just the way he works, it's amazing. You can't plan or expect the things he's going to do and how he'll show up, and I especially love how he uses our furry friends to make things happen. It can be hard to know when and how God will do miracles, though. On Thursday earlier this week, it was National Day of Prayer, and it's important to pray not just to ask God for things, but to be in communion with Him. Prayer is powerful because God is powerful. A listener shared her story for how important prayer was for her in a moment of need. Um, and we've been talking about how powerful prayer can be. Yeah. A conversation just- with God. Totally. And just how God moves through all of us in this constant, complex, can't explain it, showing up in all these awesome ways, truly deeps yeah. of prayer. Yeah. And we're wondering, do you have a story where you've seen and experienced the power of God through prayer? About a month or two ago, I lost a friend to cancer mm. and she and I had been diagnosed at the same time and... I have won my battle so far, but she didn't win her battle. Mm. So it was the day of the service, and I was taking my husband to work, and he said, are you going to be okay? And I said, no, I'm I'm not okay. And I dropped him off, and then I just said to God out loud, I am not okay. I need your help. I can't get through this. I'm not okay. Well, so then my next stop was just like three minutes away. I got to my next stop, pull in the parking lot. I had a few minutes. I checked my email. And you know how when you are trying not to cry, like your throat gets all tight and Mm -hmm. you almost can't breathe and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was definitely in that state. And um, when I pulled into the parking lot, like I said, I had a few minutes. So I checked my email. Well, we have a mutual friend. my friend who passed away, we have this mutual friend, and she literally had sent me an email in that three-minute drive offering me some words of encouragement and said she was praying for me. She knew today was hard. And immediately, I received a wash of peace over my whole body, and my throat tightened, and I was able to pull it together, and it was a hundred percent the grace of God that had washed over me. And it was just amazing that she had sent me that email at exactly the time I was saying to God, I am not okay. I need your help. Wow. I love that. That's, that's so powerful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Cause I mean, that's just, again, yeah. and I've heard so many things like that where in, in, when you mentioned that, like the exact time, yeah. You know, I've I've experienced that yeah. myself in, in certain moments where I'm really struggling and then I will get this text, like literally in the middle of my prayer. I'm yeah. like, what? Like someone <laughs> randomly yeah. texting me. Yeah. It's such a yeah. good reminder yeah. too and for all of us when God puts somebody yeah. on your heart and you, you just to do it, just send that text message or make that phone call because who knows what he's going to do with it and what kind of even perfect divine timing it might be that we could have never imagined. Exactly. And that's what I told her. I said, oh my gosh, girl, God used you this morning because I was in a bad place and he used you. Mm-hmm. 
Like I mentioned earlier, it is incredible to see God's timing from the miracles to the little things like needing comfort and encouragement. Our God is a good father. It says in scripture that all we have to do is ask. Jesus mentions in Matthew, you know, if a kid asks for bread, would you give him a stone? No. And so is our heavenly father. If we ask him for something we need, he'll gladly give it. If we need encouragement, if we need his help, he will provide. Now, I saved my favorite moment from this week for last because we need to have some fun and be silly every once in a while. Here we go. The haiku rap, first ever poetry slam in the KLRC studio. Okay. Here we go. I got to give a shout to KLRC. Mm-hmm. Ladies night out. They don't just talk it. Talk it. They walk it. Walk it. Walk it out. Walk it out. Girls night out. What you talking about? I tell you. I tell you. I'm talking about fun. fun. Getting real. Getting deep. deep. Singing to the beat. Big. So much fun. I think I'm going to weep. Weep. It's you, me, and all our favorite peeps. Peeps. Word. <laughs> I think Mark and Christy might have a second career in rapping. What do you think? Maybe we could put their new single over on the sister station, Real FM. If you don't know, Real FM is an online radio station that plays pop and hip-hop music, rap, a mix of Christian and contemporary artists. It's the same Christian message and values, just a different flavor of music. You can check it out online at real.fm or download the Real FM app if you're interested. Speaking of Real FM, one of the hosts is Isaac, and here he is. I love diners. I love diners. I love places like Waffle House. If you can get a waffle, sausage, and a hamburger all on one plate, that is a place for me. American diners are awesome. And Colin Doran is someone that I want to visit his diner one day. He's out in Berkeley, California. He decided to do something kind of unusual in the restaurant business. He's offering anyone who's hungry a free breakfast. No questions asked. He said this all started when he would have people panhandling and asking customers for extra food. And he said, hey, if you guys are hungry or need food, we'll feed you. When the pandemic hit and food insecurity exploded, he knew the need had grown so much that he decided to make his unusual policy official, calling it, and I love this, the Everybody Eats program. And Everybody Eats meal is two eggs cooked however the customer wants and a side of delicious home fries and toast. And to qualify, you just need to grab a coupon from the diner bulletin board and find a seat. The only payment, he says, is he would appreciate a thank you. And I love that. That's a really cool, and I don't know if he is a believer, but I think that is a Christ-honoring thing to be doing, to feed the poor and needy. That's awesome. 34 million people face food insecurity in the U.S. That is a lot of people. It fills me with hope to hear that someone is helping feed the hungry through his restaurant, and I hope more people do this. Be the hands and feet of Jesus and feed the hungry. Growing up, my family faced a lot of financial hardships, and we went to food pantries a lot. I used to have a lot of shame around it, but after a few visits, I realized what a blessing and gift it was. It lifted such a burden off my family at that time. We don't need to be ashamed to ask for help when we need it, and we should gladly and eagerly give it to others. Such a great story. Here's some more from Isaac. We love to imagine our animals as little social creatures just like us, that they have friends and things like that. And I really hope that that's all of us and not just me, because I feel a little crazy saying this out loud. But there's this new study where parrots that were being kept as pets were taught to video call each other, and turns out 
They loved it. So 15 birds made 147 video calls with each other over the next two months of the study after they were trained. The birds were able to select which one they wanted to call. Not only did they initiate the calls freely, but they seemed to understand that a real fellow parrot was on the other end, and caretakers reported that the calls were so great for their parrots, according for their mental health and for their overall well-being. They seemed happier that they were talking to other parrots. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but this is so funny. A few significant findings emerged. The birds engaged in the most calls for the maximum allowed time, and they formed strong preferences. The Northwestern researcher Jennifer Coonan's bird, um, Ellie, a Goffin's cockatoo, became fast friends with a California-based African gray named Cookie. She said it's been over a year, and they still talk. That's amazing. Uh, FaceTime your friends today if you want to talk to them. It's, it's good for us, I think. I feel like parrots are acting like better friends than me, so I need to go call my friends. Friendship and community is so important that even the birds know it. We might need to take some notes. Up next is Anson and Kara. It is a beautiful day outside, and on days like today, I love to get out and walk or run with my dog. Yeah. So we were doing that this morning. We were running along. There's one thing that tends to happen every once in a while that can throw us off a little bit uh-huh. on our morning walks or runs, and that is when we encounter another animal. Uh-oh. Usually another dog. Yeah. That wants to come out and either attack us yeah. or just say hi. <laughs> Sometimes it's kind of hard to tell which that one is, is happening. so true. <laughs> right? So it can get sketchy kind of quick when yeah. there's a strange animal that you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. But I was reading today about a, a lady in Michigan. She was out walking her uh, little pug uh, uh, yesterday, and she had perhaps the strangest animal encounter I've heard of. Oh, yeah? A pair of emus Whoa. was hanging out no way. along the side of the road. Oh, just, yeah. She took a picture of them. <laughs> They're definitely emus. Okay. Very large birds. Just hanging out. And then she said they started kind of following her. Oh, no. The pug, and then they started kind of running. No. Towards her and her dog, and she said they literally chased her for half of a mile. What? She had to call 911. That's so scary. Try to have them come and get the emus away. That's a fun 911 call. Yeah, of course, then when the police show up, the emus are gone. Yeah. They wander off and do their own right. thing. And she's like, no, see, I took a picture. And she's then... got the picture. And they still haven't figured out, Carol, where these emus came from or where they're at now. Oh, man. They're at they're, large. They're on the <laughs> lookout. So if you go out for a walk this afternoon, be on the lookout out. for the emus. That's right. I am a big animal lover, and sometimes I forget that wild animals aren't always cute and cuddly. Sometimes they can be dangerous and scary. Geese and ducks, for example, they scare me. I know they can chase you and be mean. I can't even imagine a herd of emus. When I was a kid, there was a show on PBS called Zaboomafoo, and something they said at the end of every episode was, Remember, kids, don't touch an animal unless an adult says it's okay. And that rule has been permanently etched in my brain. And I thought of that while imagining the wild emus chasing this poor woman. Here's some more from Anson and Kara. Anson, a few minutes ago, you were talking about how we kind of get obsessed in our culture with utility and productivity. And we feel like anything else is wasting time. Mm -hmm. Like everything has to be super efficient and productive. And I had an experience this weekend that reminded me of just what you were talking about, the importance of sometimes doing inefficient things in order to appreciate the beauty. Mm. Um, My husband and I went went strawberry picking 
on Sunday. Mm. And it was fun. It was one of those things, though, that like as we're doing it, we're like, you know, we were just at the store like a little <laughs> bit ago and sure. could have like picked up some like a little quart of strawberries that were pre-picked. But it wasn't about that. You know, right. yes, it was inconvenient for us to drive over <laughs> there, pick the strawberries, wait in line, pay for the straw, all the things. Yeah. But it was also really delightful. Mm. And I think it's important for us to remember that sometimes the inconvenient things in life are also the best things in life. I love this beautiful anecdote, this picture of picking strawberries. It made me think of how there are so many tasks which used to be a part of everyday human life, and we don't do them anymore, like picking our own fruits and vegetables. The majority of our everyday life is driving, working at a desk, looking at screens, eating food that's already prepared for us in some way. We don't make our own clothes. Like everything is kind of done for us and we buy it. I think it can feel like a life disconnected from creation, how God designed us to be in harmony with nature. And I think that's why it's so satisfying and fulfilling of the soul when we do go and pick strawberries or take a walk in some fresh air. We were meant to live in God's creation, and there's a balance between productivity and rest. And we now live in a world where something that was once productive, picking up our food, is now a restful activity because we don't do it anymore. Just kind of interesting to me how that all works. I think spending time in nature is so good for us. And like Anson and Kara said, not focusing all the time on what's productive. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.